0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksUNC. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Book Geeks Uncompromised, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This week, I want to review Alloy of Law by Brandon Sanderson and narrated by Michael Kramer. Michael Kramer's a fantastic narrator who's I think done if not all most of Brandon Sanderson's books, um, and he's he's just fantastic to listen to. Um, I, I love him. <laughs> Alloy of Law is a fantastic story. It's a sequel series to the Mistborn trilogy. Uh, it's a very steampunkish feel kind of world. Uh, uh, not a murder mystery, but a mystery going on in town where the main character Waxillian, uh, has to solve it and figure out. Uh, not to mention, everyone has powers over metal, so a lot of cool, really interesting powers and fantastic sequel series. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksUNC for the free 30-day trial and one free download, audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksUNC. Welcome to Book Geeks Uncompromised.
1: The entire series.
0: I don't know what it was about this book. I just, I loved it so much.
1: How do I know more about it than you do and it's your number I'm one I'm bad with names, okay? <laughs> Spoilers, guys. <gosh. laughs> and we
0: are ready for some reason.
1: When in doubt, be lame.
0: Everyone buckle up. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Book Geeks Uncompromised. Yay. This is episode 78. I am Danny here with Greg. Hello. This week, we're going to be talking about Jay Kristoff's new book, Lifelike.
0: Lifelike.
1: Yep. is his first book in his new series, and...
0: He was the author of... It was God's Grave. Yeah, The um, Nevernight Chronicles. Nevernight Chronicles. And
1: The Illuminae Files.
0: Oh, right. He was part of The Illuminae Files, Yeah, Illuminae, so. yeah
1: he collaborated on that with Amy Kaufman, and... I think he also has another series, The Lotus War, which (laughs) I have the first book of, but I have not read. That's
0: crazy. That's a lot of books. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of
1: books.
0: (laughs) There's been a lot of good books I know coming out recently. I know Harry Dresden recently had a release, I think. Yeah. That's
1: uh, another anthology kind of thing. Another short story collection. I need
0: to dive into those because I've never, because he has other anthologies I know that
1: have He has, he has Side Jobs was the first one and the one that just came out is Briefcases.
0: All right. And I have—I
1: actually have not read Side Jobs, but <laughs> I'm actually reading briefcases right now.
0: I don't know why. Every time I say Side Jobs, it makes me think of Steve Jobs, but I don't know <laughs> why. So maybe maybe he finds Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs isn't really dead like Elvis. Hmm. I can see Harry Dresden doing that. Plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> Which is
1: interesting because Harry and the magic and doesn't go very well together yeah
0: yeah true because true. he makes yeah.
1: technology kind of explode oh my gosh that's he's the enemy
0: of steve jobs yes our <laughs> nemesis of the dresden files exactly steve jobs has secretly been behind everything because dresden has been accidentally destroying apple products everywhere and hmm. steve is after him.
1: It feels like the spoof version this is a fan fiction version <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's what i'm currently writing be ready now. do it i can't write do it <laughs> We've already talked okay. about you editing my podcast or my reviews, so I'll be
1: your beta reader. Well, there we
0: go. It's done.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on to news because we actually have a little bit of news to talk about this week. So first up is an update on hashtag Cockygate no, from Lord, a few weeks ago. We
0: need an update on this.
1: So if if you don't know what was going on, um, Bustle kind of summarized the situation really well. Uh, The author of the self-published Cocker Brothers books, Faleen Hopkins, filed an application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for the title of her series and for the use of the word cocky in any romance titles. Not in the book, just in the titles. Essentially, she was trying to prevent other romance authors from using cocky in titles. As an act of protest, several romance authors collaborated on a collection of short stories called (laughs) Cocktails, the Cocky Collective. (laughs) Uh, So in response to that, Hopkins applied for a preliminary injunction and temporary restraining order that would prevent the book's publication her lawsuit named three defendants uh, tara crescent the author of a book series that uses the word cocky in the title kevin knuper whose mm-hmm. name i'm probably butchering so i apologize um, a lawyer who filed a legal challenge against hopkins attempt to trademark the word and jennifer watson the publicist for the cocktails collection <laughs> which is a brilliant play on words great congratulations miss watson <laughs> Uh, So, the Authors Guild and Romance Writers of America work together to provide legal assistance to these defendants. Uh, The the core of the defense, basically, is that numerous romance titles used the word cocky long before Hopkins ever published or filed her trademark and a judge in New York agreed with them saying that it is a weak trademark so authors can still use cocky in their book title. He said he believed romance readers were sophisticated purchasers (laughs) who who wouldn't confuse authors' books despite similar titles. So basically, (laughs) you're a moron.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I mean, she has been called on her crap in every possible way. Well,
0: it's just like... Why? Why go through all this just just to cause I mean, some trouble and some publicity? I mean, I know that's exactly what it is. Yeah,
1: she got some publicity, and I'd be—I think I said it when we first talked about this. I'd be really interested to see if it actually positively impacted her sales or not.
0: I'm sure, at least for a short time.
1: Maybe. At least for
0: a short time, it got her name out there, and people and people were curious. Um, but I'm I'm, see, I'm betting it died off. I, quick.
1: I don't even know if it did because the people that heard about this whole thing. You know, it would have been people that are part of the online book community. Right. Which is a very small fraction of readers. Online yeah. readers are a very small fraction right. of readers in general. Right. So the online readers were tearing her a new one. So <laughs> I don't know if this actually improved her sales.
0: I'm, 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 I, I hope, hope it didn't. I hope it didn't, for sure. Because it's, it's just ridiculous. It's money grabbing. It's it is. publicity stunt. That's all it is. I mean
1: i mean i can't imagine that she actually thought she was gonna make money off of it off of it you know right i don't
0: like it, it's just being a jerk to be a jerk it it may have been Ooh, i can get some money out of this it may have been bad advice from a friend or a publicist or or someone maybe may she's have, just a troll or maybe she's just a troll maybe <laughs> maybe she thought she would come out good on this i don't know
1: that's i don't know if that's best case scenario or worst case scenario
0: <laughs> it's definitely not a good scenario like it's I I I hate that idea that so many people this is books and movies and everything actors included that bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Cuz it's it's not. It makes me look at you in a worse light. I mean, I'm already not reading romance novels but I wouldn't want to play romance or read romance. I want
1: to read now. cocktails. I want to read the cocktails. <laughs> I read collection. that.
0: Encourage them. What if that's the plot? What if it was a whole behind the scene thing? What
1: was her name? Her name was uh, what was Watson? Jennifer Watson. What yeah, if they What were if she really together? Feline Hopkins?
0: <laughs> or Feline Hopkins went look. I'll take the bullet. I'll boost your sales. I get a cut. That's how we do. It. <laughs> I got it. I no, got it. I do. Yeah. Um, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's like when video game companies do that. There's video game companies, um, like I think, so- I think, I can't remember their name, uh, but the guys who own Candy Crush. Oh, okay. Uh, they went to trademark the word Saga. Right. And they actually like won, I think. And it's ridiculous. Right. Like, Saga's used so many places. It makes me not want to play. It makes me not want to read.
1: Yeah. and they, I mean, a bunch of people pointed out it's like trying to trademark the word galaxy in science yeah. fiction. Or right. trying to... Uh, <laughs> It's trademark dragon. uh what death and murder mysteries <laughs> or like, dragon and fantasy or dra- yeah, yeah.
0: <sighs> people
1: people why do people just... like money so much oh, right <laughs> Okay, next news story. Uh, Game of Thrones prequel series ordered from George R. R. Martin and Jane Goldman, Hmm. who's the screenwriter behind Kick-Ass and Kingsman. Nice. Uh, Will be set thousands of years before the events of the Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire series. And will chronicle the world's descent from the golden age of heroes into its darkest hour.
0: Ooh, that sounds cool.
1: Um, And Goldman hinted that her series will include humor and gore.
0: Like Kick-Ass and Kingsman? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... I don't,
1: nice. I don't know. It, I mean, I, obviously, I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, The show, but...
0: I mean, Game of Thrones has its own humor, though. It I mean, does. I wonder if she
1: means that it's going to have an even bigger injection of humor, which... Maybe. Will be, it'll be totally different. It,
0: which I think it kind of has series. to be.
1: Yeah, it's another series. I,
0: I, get, I get maybe wanting to try to keep the same, uh, I guess, keep the same momentum going that Game of Thrones has had. Uh, but if you do the same old thing, people are going to get bored with it. Right. You so want
1: it to stand on its own. You
0: want it to stand on its own. I mean, I think they did that with The Walking Dead, too. Uh, the Walking Dead had The Walking Dead, and then they had The Walking Fear Dead and Fear the Walking Dead or something. Yeah. They were slightly different. Like It was the same event, different people, mm-hmm. and I think it had a slightly different style to it, and mm-hmm. that was the point. I mean, they're trying to tell the story from a different angle. So I do hope with this, I do hope it takes a little bit of a different style, but still gives that awesome Game of Thrones feeling. Uh, yeah. well I'll fall in love with somebody and then they die.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's. that's <laughs> I mean, I think Jane Goldman's pretty good at doing that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She is. So. <laughs>
1: uh, let's see. That's not going to air until at least 2020. They said yeah. it won't air until at least a year after the Game of Thrones TV series. Ends. that makes sense yeah so a ways to go on that no obviously point over like uh they got the green light for a pilot i think nice. but that i mean i don't think there's been any casting right nothing yet so it's yeah. got a ways to go
0: so definitely just take your time yeah, no, that's great. Give them time to kind of build into it, not right. just jump straight no, in. No, I, th-
1: I think you're right. I think to be successful, it definitely needs to take on its own tone, mm-hmm. its own voice. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure.
1: In related news, Amelia um, Clark recently revealed that she's already shot her final scene as Daenerys. Oh. Uh, she said, it fucked me up, she told Vanity Fair, knowing that it, knowing that is going to be a lasting flavor in someone's mouth of what Daenerys is. Ooh. So I don't know if this means like she's done shooting altogether or yeah. if like, cause I know they do it out of order frequently yeah. when yeah. they're shooting. So I don't know if she just means like she has done that final scene or if she is done shooting. Hmm. Shoot it's not that big of scene. a deal.
0: Um, the way it's worded, if, if the way uh, the notes worded, um, I'm assuming it's, she shot the last scene of Daenerys. That's the way um, it sounds. She's probably still got, I imagine pickups and in different kind of, or other scenes maybe to shoot um but yeah i can see the very last scene of a a character that big and her the motivation and the determination she's had i'm really curious now like that so whether whether she dies or goes another way or what happens so yeah that's that's interesting i can understand she's been playing her for how long
1: that'll be the eighth season i think
0: so at least eight years
1: i think yeah
0: that's a long time that that's a long I wanted, time.
1: Yeah, I think the one that just came out was season seven. So that'll be yes, yeah, season eight. I can, I can, and there'll be a year in between. Well, yeah. okay, if she's done shooting this year, then yeah, eight years. Yeah. Eight years.
0: So I mean, that's. Uh, I, I mean, you actors build a connection with those characters. Like, can you imagine Jared and Jensen Padalecki on Supernatural? How close yeah. they are to Sam and Dean. Yeah. How they are Sam and Dean because right. they've just taken that persona. So I can imagine with her. I can imagine that being hard. It, no matter what the scene is, I can imagine it being hard. But the way she worded it, I'm excited to see what it is, even yeah. though I haven't watched since like season two.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that plot twist now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Next, uh, Stranger Things books are coming out this fall, and mm-hmm. one of them is a prequel about Eleven's mother. Okay, so I, I did, I'll i be totally honest. I did copy and paste that title from Bustle, <laughs> yeah. and that actually is a bit misleading now oh. that I'm looking at it. So first <laughs> off, uh, they're being published by Penguin Random House. So there are going to be two books published um, this fall. Mm -hmm. Um, One is titled Strange Things, World Turned Upside Down, which is actually a companion book that will show readers how the Duffer Brothers created one of the most popular shows on Netflix. It will be followed by a still-untitled hardcover gift book for young readers, um... That, according to the publisher, will feature advice, wisdoms, and warnings from the Stranger Things world. Oh, nice. Uh, the prequel book that's supposed to offer some insight into Eleven's mom is anticipated to come out next spring.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that's kind of cool. I'd be interested to see in a book that's almost kind of like a survivalist guide written by the kids yeah. of, of uh, Stranger Things, and kind of their advice on, don't do this, don't go there. Right. Monster in the woods, you know, just kind of weird, dumb drawings, like... That look like kid drawings. That'd yeah. be cool. That'd be that'd be really cool to see.
1: Yeah, I actually am one of like the three people on earth that has not watched Stranger Things yet. I watched the first episode, um, ah. and I liked it alright, but I just haven't gotten around to watching the rest oh, of yeah, it. Oh yeah, you need to. So
0: I don't know. It's good stuff. I, it's it's. It's very much an homage and I'm I'm not a big fan of Stephen King books, mm-hmm. but it's very much an homage to Stephen King kind of style. Okay. Um, that's what I got, it's, from, it's, it's the got first, a, from
1: the first episode.
0: It's got a horror element to it because it is about some otherworldly monsters. Mm-hmm. What you get from like the first episode. Um, so that's not really spoiling anything. But it's it's good. It's definitely it's you know, set in the eighties, it's set in, you know, some small town. Uh prob- I don't remember the exact name of the town, but if it's Stephen King, probably Maine. I- I don't know. Um, <laughs> it wasn't
1: based on a Stephen King book, was it? No, no. Okay, it then, was, then it might not be in Maine. No,
0: no it's probably not. <laughs> uh, but everything Stephen King is. Um, no, it was definitely heavily inspired because the Duffer brothers wanted to make it. They mm-hmm. wanted to make the movie, and they didn't get They I guess they didn't get it. So they made Stranger Things instead, kind of their homage. Oh,
1: that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah,
0: it was kind of their homage to Stephen King.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So
0: it's it's definitely interesting, and that's cool about the books that they're making—kind of companion books to go along with the series. I um, mean,
1: those two that are coming out this fall sound very much just like merchandising books. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like they're going to add anything to the world, right? Or at least they're not going to expand it. Obviously, it'll it will allow fans to. Kind of know more about the creation of the world and mm-hmm. things like that, but I don't feel like it's going to expand the world in the same way that maybe the book about Eleven's mom will.
0: Yeah, and I'm interested to see what that is because all, as far as I know, we don't know much about Eleven. Like right. we don't know much about where she came from, except she's a badass. That's <laughs> and she likes egos. Yeah, you know <laughs> who doesn't? Yes, who doesn't? <laughs> Smart kid. Uh, I'm definitely interested. I want to. Um, I don't know if it's something I'm going to jump to because I enjoyed Stranger Things, but it wasn't like my favorite show.
1: I'm not really a big fan of the tie-in novels.
0: Tie-in novels, really? Yeah, like I haven't
1: read any of the Doctor Who ones or the Mm -hmm. Supernatural ones. When I was really into Buffy, I never read those. Yeah,
0: I don't imagine they're any good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think the only tie-in novel that I've read was Bioshock
0: uh star star wars we've read some star wars That's right. oh, well, yeah. yeah that counts That's, I get,
1: yeah that counts okay that counts
0: but yeah bioshock which you you said was really good
1: yeah the bioshock one is really good mm-hmm. so final news story uh, jk rowling is planning to write another book for kids
0: Also known as the Harry Potter corner for us.
1: Actually, this one's not Harry Potter, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, kind of. J.K. Rowling, so kind of. (laughs) In the answer section of her website, under the heading, What Are You Writing Now? Rowling says, I've just finished the fourth Galbraith novel, Lethal White, and I'm now writing the screenplay for Fantastic Beasts 3. After that, I'll be writing another book for children. I've been playing with the non-Harry Potter Wizarding World story for about six years, so it's about time I get it down on paper. Um she says children's book. I, when I hear children's book, I always think like picture books. Right. Um, but obviously, Harry Potter was a children's it book, was, and it's yeah. not. It was YA. So, um, it's it's not. It's more middle grade. Yeah. I think middle grade's like a step between, like yeah, it, beginning chapter books and, and
0: not in and YA. YA. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Like yeah. a
1: fourth to sixth grade kind right. of, reading which level-ish. is funny
0: because never thought because we grew up on it and never thought of it that way. Yeah,
1: I never thought about the differences between the age group titles (laughs) i guess anyways Anyways, no new book a new book um i don't know i have zero theories no
0: yeah as to what it'll be i'm happy happy
1: it's not going to be harry potter as much as i love harry potter i'm very happy that it's not going to be
0: yeah for sure um
1: i have not read the galbraith books Mm -mm. but i i'm not really interested in them i don't
0: even know what they are
1: they were like more mystery.
0: Oh, okay. Kind of stuff. More like real life, realistic mystery.
1: Maybe I've got the first one. I think Casual Vacancy, I think, was the first one. I've mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know, but I still so, haven't read it.
0: Since she did fantasy with Harry Potter, maybe now she's gonna go sci fi.
1: Maybe sci fi, maybe, maybe maybe contemporary. Yeah,
0: maybe. Be interesting. Yeah. Interested to see what she does.
1: I I think that it will do better than the Galbraith books though. Because <laughs> it's kind of a return to her. I don't I don't. I her guess not core audience, because our yeah. core audience that grew up with Harry Potter are all now our adults. Yeah, Yeah, we're all adults.
0: But we're all going to be like we were with Finding Dory coming out. It's like, no, I got to go see yeah. it.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's- Like and, Toy Story 3. Right. Like, oh, that yeah. theater
1: was all, all adults. Ad-
0: mostly, ad- uh, yeah, mostly us adults. <laughs> yeah. Our, <laughs> going,
1: my childhood. Yeah, exactly. All, I was like 20, 19, 20 at the time, something yeah, like that. yeah. 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 Looking forward to more news about that. I need an announcement. Yeah.
0: Interested to see what that is. Um, We like J.K. Rowling. We know that much.
1: All right. Well, that just about wraps up our news for this week.
0: Leads us into our review. Review
1: of Lifelike by Jay Kristoff, the first book in his new series. Mm -hmm. So let's just get this started with the Goodreads synopsis. Sounds good. On a floating junkyard beneath a radiation sky, a deadly secret lies buried in the scrap. Eve isn't looking for secrets. She's too busy looking over her shoulder. The robot gladiator she's just spent six months building has been reduced to a smoking wreck and the only thing keeping her grandpa from the grave was the fistful of credits she just lost to the bookies. To top it off, she's discovered she can destroy electronics with the power of her mind and the Puritanical Brotherhood are building a coffin her size. If she's ever had a worse day, Eve can't remember it. But when Eve discovers the ruins of an android boy named Ezekiel in the scrap pile she calls home, her entire world comes crashing down with her best friend lemon fresh and her robotic conscience cricket in tow she and ezekiel will trek across deserts of irradiated glass infiltrate towering megacities and scour the graveyard of humanity's greatest folly to save the ones eve loves and learn the dark secrets of her past even those secrets, even if those secrets were better off staying buried
0: i am such an idiot i just realized cricket was jiminy cricket Oh, I didn't even catch that nice <laughs> it said something about her conscience nice. I was like he's Jiminy Cricket she's Pinocchio he's he's Jiminy Cricket I
1: did not catch that I didn't either nice very nice, very nice.
0: <laughs>
1: so first thing to talk about with this story I guess is the setting yeah so it is very much a post-apocalyptic wasteland mm-hmm. um, a lot of other reviews have been comparing it to stuff like Mad Max mm-hmm. um, coincidentally we were playing Borderlands 2 this week <laughs> so it actually kind of has kind of the same feel Feeling. as Borderlands yeah I got a sense of you know not very much color, lots of browns and lots dirty, of dirt dusty, and
0: broken buildings, destroyed things. Yeah, yeah,
1: destroyed cities where the cities were rebuilt on top of it, mm-hmm. so it all looks really piecemeal and right. jigsaw puzzle like. Yeah, yeah,
0: very much, very much so.
1: Very much. Um,
0: I definitely love uh, the setting uh, in the, in the fact that it's it's post post apocalyptic USA. Some uh-huh. kind of nuclear fallout has happened. Right um whatever may have happened and the explosions were bad enough that it separated california from the u.s like it's an island now
1: well and also there was something else related to that where like it turned like a bunch of space geographic space into like glass
0: glass from all the heat from all the heat
1: hitting all the sand and stuff like that so um, there is a part a little bit later in the book where they're kind of going into that area and there's like a dust storm kicking up. Mm-hmm. But there's so ooh. many teeny tiny shards of glass it, yeah. that it's a glass storm. Mm-hmm. So like you have got to be indoors or you will get shredded, shredded to itty, bitty, bitty people bits. Ooh, ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Um uh, i definitely really liked with since it's post apocalyptic it's it's many many years after all the apocalyptic event- type events happened uh, that the slang has changed and it's not it's not modernized slang it's it's the way they say things we've got like
1: true cert which yeah. kind of means like for sure for or sure. legit
0: yeah yeah they of. say just these weird quips all the time which Makes sense. At first, it was like, all right, that's annoying. But I thought about it; I was like, it makes sense. They're gonna have different slang than than we do.
1: Yeah, it's a little annoying, but that's not something that generally bothers me. Right. So, I uh, it's it's yeah, it's okay.
0: I definitely like that. Uh, anytime the main character Eve brings up um, talking about the old world uh they call the usa they called usa you or you say something like yeah something something to that effect and it, that california that kind of, is kind of
1: the same yeah, way california, it's not, yeah, yeah california or something like that
0: yeah it's 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 funny to think about yeah they wouldn't know the actual. i'm sure we do that with latin words or right, we like
1: totally old greek the cities or, or you know right. something like
0: that we completely butcher it and someone from back then be like oh geez really that's not how you say it you know?
1: washington's not supposed to be pronounced
0: washington <laughs> yeah. washington washington washington, washington. washington. <laughs>
1: That's awful. That sounds a whole, That
0: doesn't sound as president-y, so you can't really mm. use that. That's why they changed Maybe it. Maybe it did back then. Maybe it did back then. You never know. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see the change um, from this different world that's not our own. Right. I definitely, I definitely like that change.
1: Um, and a, I mean, a, a major part of the book is the robots. Yes. So, so there robots. are like three and a half classifications of robots. Right. Well, I guess there's one that so they're like cyborgs, which mm. are human-based with machine parts. Yeah, like uh, the main characters, uh, dog Kaiser, is it's a a dog brain and bits of a dog spine, but mm. the rest is all machine. Right, so he's considered a cyborg. Mm-hmm. And then there's Machina, which they have to be. Physically operated like, by a human. Like a car
0: would be considered a machina. Yeah. To use... It has to do what it does, it has to be operated by a human.
1: Um, and then there's Automa, which can w- work on its own.
0: But it's not... But lo- only by yeah.
1: a very specific set of rules.
0: Right. It's not logical. It doesn't have a brain. It's just, this is what I do. One And job. just does it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then there's Logica, which can think and often has personalities
0: yeah they're their own kind of more the servants
1: which cricket yeah. which it mentioned yeah. cricket, cricket is a logica he's a
0: logica yeah Yeah.
1: so they're all governed by the three rules which and we're really paraphrasing them here yeah. which is one to protect humans mm-hmm. they're they're all programmed to protect humans um, number two is to obey humans except where that violates the first rule mm-hmm. and then they have to protect themselves where that doesn't violate the other two rules ones. one and two
0: yeah and that's kind of your basic robot laws you see in every Mm-hmm. almost every sci-fi especially something that centers around robots yeah because um, i think like the first example i think that comes to mind is iRobot with will smith mm-hmm. had the exact same thing and had kind of had uh the same thing about a robot not following the rules right so
1: it's it's kind of a uh, and we'll cliche. get we'll get into that It's kind of cliche kind of tropey uh robot story yeah. in that way right I get, that actually leads us kind of perfectly into the story. So right. the final type of android or robot is the lifelikes, like- which they were created by um, Nikolai Monrova. Mm. He was like the genius behind... I forget the name of the corporation.
0: Oh, um, it, yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> there was Daedalus, you're
1: Technologies, at, Biomass, yeah, and at, then this third one. You're asking
0: the guy who's bad with names. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, forget, I totally forget the name of
1: the third company.
0: But yeah, he was he was a big guy of a company, created the lifelikes. Created
1: the lifelikes. And they were bound by the same rules, but they were even more human-like. Right. They, um, like they felt actually,
0: human, looked they, human. Yeah,
1: he based them all off of the uh, personalities of his own family right so they were very very human like like you would not know that they were not human except that they had super strength and could right. regenerate themselves.
0: I, I think I think they said when you touched them they they didn't feel human it, it was very close okay. like you could tell though like it was it was I think Eve commented on one point um she talked about how she could tell he wasn't but it was it was almost difficult to tell if you weren't paying attention you wouldn't mm-hmm. know okay they're very very realistic and lifelike
1: so naturally i mean the main story is that some of these robots get it in their yeah. heads that oh we don't want to be controlled they break we're just the robot slaves. they're
0: able to break the robot laws which robots aren't able to it's a you know almost like a program it's a programming in their head right. where they cannot break those laws and these robots the lifelikes were able to
1: right so now they're i mean they have yeah Started a whole bunch of crap and Mm. killed a bunch of people. Right, and I mean that—that's kind of the the very general version of what happens. Very much, yeah. And then as far as Eve goes, I mean it's—it's kind of like it said. She learned that she has this power to destroy electronics with the power of her mind,
0: which seems super OP in this world.
1: It does, (laughs) especially because later on, I think a character points out that like even humans run you know there's electricity electrical connections in the body Mm -hmm. that this power would be able to disrupt right so it would kill humans too
0: exactly it's it's super op in this world super
1: op (laughs) um and i'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it it doesn't make sense in the world like there's kind of a one line that kind of ties it in with oh well for all the nuclear explosions some people were strange and they had these magical powers
0: it doesn't it doesn't really explain why or how because if it's just from a nuclear explosion well, where are the creepy-looking radiation mutants right. from the where's, radiation? Where's the or...
1: four-legged people? Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's there's not really a good enough explanation. Maybe that's in other, maybe later books, but... It
1: felt very shoot-in. It
0: was very much, oh, yeah, there's people with powers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I guess I'm going to go on picking apart her story. Um, yeah. And then it talks about the puritanical brotherhood or building a coffin her size. So, yeah, they mention the brotherhood, and that's, you know, essentially... One of the reasons that she takes off from home after she learns she has it is, you know, she was just in this big bot fight and where she camera manifests those powers. So, oh my God, they know that I have these, so they're going to come after me, so right. I need to go on the run. Yeah. They don't really come after her, though. No.
0: They do, like, in one scene near the beginning. Yeah. And then you just never see him again.
1: Yeah. The person that's after her, for the most part, isn't part of the brotherhood. He's no. there for a completely other reason, which... I I guess I'm having trouble explaining it. What I'm thinking is, like, why her? Like, why this one person do they want to go after?
0: Oh, I mean, uh, from the way I understood, they went after anybody that showed it. The Brotherhood did. The Brotherhood Brotherhood did. But
1: this other person, like the preacher or something, you meet him in the beginning, he's going after her. He's a bounty hunter. Right. So the people that's hired him, the people that have hired him, they don't hire him to go after every deviant <laughs> right. that they call them it's yeah. this one specifically or at least that's the sense that I got
0: yeah I don't know I mean I, I think I I think I would have enjoyed maybe more moments of her running them running into the brotherhood in other places yeah of them you know daring their you know running away in there because it's an adventure book it's them traveling and and running um, so I definitely would have enjoyed. I think. I think to your point there, yeah, the brotherhood showing up in another town—they're like, "Crap, they found me."
1: Yeah, it. I just don't feel like it was tied in.
0: No, it. it very well. I think it was more of a catalyst to get her moving because. Yeah. That was. It was the every, beginning of that.
1: Every other time it came up, it was a kind of a plot device.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's exactly what they were.
1: So the whole almost magic <laughs> disrupting right. the electrical currents was kind of hand-wavy shoot into the story. Yeah. There were the Krakens, too. Yeah. Which, when we were first, re- well, when I was first reading it, I really cool. liked the Krakens. That's a really cool idea. Cause
0: cause it the, was, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I mean, they're basically, uh, like, garbage cleaners. Like, they, yeah. they're in the ocean. They're taking any of the filth or garbage, sucking it in, and then... I don't know if they're destroying it or if they're just collecting. I can't remember, um, but I mean they're these humongous organisms that have like twelve something stomachs. I think at one point yeah, they said, and they're
1: so big that there are only like what three or four of them in right. the world. Yeah, there's, like there's no yeah. space for anymore.
0: Yeah, and like, no and need and, for and, the, and those are cool, but the problem is is with a lot of this book with the life likes and with uh you know especially the life likes. The book tries to be very logical and tries to be very explaining about everything, and then it gets to the Krakens or the magic system, and it's very much yeah, they're there. It's like well, wait, well, how are the Krakens made? Oh, they're just there.
1: Yeah.
0: And then there's there's people that are a part of the Kraken that are in it. That when one gets hurt, the other one feels it. It's like wait, why? They're
1: all they're all like, one organism almost.
0: Right, because I mean, even if you go into like oh, they're a hive mind kind of thing, well. A hive mind. Each person doesn't feel the pain of the other; they feel the pain from the main person. It's that one thing reaching out to the rest. I, uh, it's inner. It's, but and it's not that that is bad. It's more of if there wasn't so much logic poured into the other stuff, and then this is hand wavy. It's just kind of like I wanted. I wanted more explanation or no explanation of anything. Just like stick to one.
1: I honestly didn't have so much of a problem with the Krakens until you pointed it out. Like. Mm. I don't know. I felt like that one wasn't as bad. Like the the magic thing, the electric current. That one stood yeah. out to me as just being totally uh, it, st- it stuck out hand-wavy. like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah, very hand-wavy. The Kraken wasn't too bad for me, but I definitely see what see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it was it was just very much a, All right, you explain these things. Explain what the fuck that was. Yeah. And it's like, "All right, we left. Wait, no. I want it." All right. <laughs> <laughs> all, right all right. All right, fine. Moving on.
1: So Uh, i felt like a lot of the plot not like the whole thing but a lot of it was romance driven um, between eve and ezekiel yeah for sure and i'll i'll be totally up front it was awful um i mean ezekiel we'll get into him in a little bit he has almost no personality yeah and their whole relationship had zero chemistry Mm -hmm. it made zero sense like even when you find out about like flashbacks and things that have happened in the past yeah and it's, it's just so kind of like, like okay but why yeah
0: it was very much it showed no interaction with them except for i like you oh i like you yeah ah, blah, blah. You know, yeah let's, let's, make, let's it make, it make out, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and i i don't want to 100 percent compare this book to twilight but it I, honestly that ran across my mind it, while reading this it book. does
1: it has twilight vibes i it mean does. with the super sexy yeah. boy that automatically oh, loves oh. me
0: and ezekiel Edward yeah like, like come on <laughs> come on
1: <laughs> and Eve is the super like she's she's, she's human she's, she's perfect for her imperfections because she's not super sexy she's
0: independent and yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 not that we're against those things it's that it's very it's
1: been done before it's very
0: sh- shoehorned in in this and and it's not clever like I yeah I, I like I mean, uh, yeah
1: I mean, you know, we've read a lot of Jay Kristoff's other work yeah. and I mean, his books always generally contain some form of trope for whatever he's going for. Like, you know, Jim right. um, Gem- or not Gemina, but the Illuminae files, right. all, you know, felt kind of tropey with the yeah. relationships. You know, we talked about the bad boy and the princess kind yeah. of thing. Um, Nevernight gets kind of tropey with like the magic school mm-hmm. and things like that, but I felt like in all or i think that in a lot of his other work he goes deeper than just the trope yeah in life like i don't feel like he did at all
0: no it's what you see is what you get it's very much oh we were in love back then so i need to be in love with you now again and it's like that you know there's a lot that happened in between (laughs) there there needs to be some 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 craziness that goes on there um but yeah it's from like one of the first moments she sees him she starts having flashback memories and oh my God, have you ever been in love? You know, it's just, it's just kind of, it feels very shoehorned in. It feels very,
1: it, it's yeah. like, it is very much, you know, they're in love because she's the main female character and he's, he's the, the main, main guy. male character. Like, that's, <laughs> that's like the basis of their relationship. Right.
0: I, but like you said, thankfully, this book isn't completely driven on that.
1: Not entirely. It is, it is
0: big enough that it is, it is annoying, I guess. Um, it is definitely big enough that it is a problem. Um, but it's not the main factor, thankfully, that I wanted to completely claw my eyes out.
1: Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. There there were a few lines that came up that kind of made me throw up in my mouth oh, a little bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And it wasn't either of them that said it was a different character, another lifelike, that makes a comment about, Nobody can love like we can. Oh, I I wanted to throw up. That me you go, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> just all right. Um, go back to your just, high school poetry class. All exactly. Right, <laughs> like it was so
1: lame. I just I couldn't. I I had yeah. to just I wrote it down. Yeah. But <laughs> and I, the page
0: is sizzling from it. It's weird. It's, <laughs> it's like burning. <laughs> what right is here. this?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, my actual comment next to it is barf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see that.
1: Uh, I guess we've really talked about most of the characters from this point. Yeah. Um, We haven't talked about Lemon Fresh, which...
0: Yeah, which... I think she's...
1: uh, You never. She kind of explains where her name came from, (laughs) but I think she's full of crap. Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know. Oh, and just kind of talk about this link. She was always calling Eve Riot Girl. Riot Girl. But with, like, two R's instead of an IR. (laughs) And... Okay, so it, 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 drove, <laughs> it drove me a little bit crazy. Like there were a bunch of nicknames. Like you know, Eve kept calling Ezekiel "brain trauma." Right. Cricket kept calling him a "murder bot." <laughs> or what else did he call him? He called him "murder bot." Um, I forget what the other one was. Um, uh, Lemon Fresh called him "dimples." Nice. I mean, there there were just a ton of nicknames. So it yeah. it kind of went along with it. But the riot girl with two R's in the girl it's three and no I. Yeah. it it felt like, like a gamer tag kind of thing, You're so right. it just didn't fit for what it was.
0: I can't decide whether I like or dislike that name because on one hand, uh, yeah, it's, Lemon Fresh, it's yeah. quirky, it's it's different. On the other hand, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, like as
1: a nickname, like okay. Yeah, but and may, maybe her maybe real name is. will come into it later. I don't know.
0: Maybe she, yeah, maybe either she doesn't know her real name or maybe she doesn't want to know it or yeah. doesn't want to say it and wants to just to be called Lemon Fresh. Um, but I think it's quirky enough for this world it fits,
1: um, as far as characters Eve herself, Ugh. I also felt like she didn't have much personality, she like, didn't. to be totally she's, honest.
0: but really a drag. She and was what little,
1: she was over dramatic. Like, what little decision making we see from her? like, yeah. fuck you a little bit. like to be <laughs> no. totally honest. Like yeah. there are, are some reveals um toward like right at the end of the book. Right towards like before the final battle scene, like Um, I don't like you. Yeah, about her about lemon fresh. Yeah, and after so much related stuff in the rest of the book, like Mm -hmm. she has such a bullshit reaction to what she finds out that like I wanted to reach into the book and slap her like
0: because it's 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 so overreaction. It's a hundred percent overreaction because. Lemon Fresh didn't do anything wrong. No, no, Lemon Fresh didn't do anything wrong. She was being a friend. I don't like, blame Lemon Fresh.
1: Maybe she should have mentioned it yeah, earlier. Like it probably would have been in the best interest of everybody involved. <laughs> but
0: but it's not. I'm not your friend anymore. Worthy. No, not at all.
1: Especially not after a lot of the concerns that Eve had throughout the book. Right. Right. Like it's just I flipped her the bird. And I <laughs> Um, I guess ending uh, plot twist—we really saw it coming.
0: Yeah, it was it about two
1: hundred miles away. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> it
0: was something we both uh, we and we talked about this before the podcast. Was so how soon did you see that? Yeah, like pretty much right off. Like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the first
1: chapter. Like it was pretty obvious.
0: It's it it's one of those I I want say classic tropes that it's it, it's in a well, lot of it's in a lot of books and it was. It tried to be stealthy with it, but just from the beginning I can say it was it was it was something I guessed from early on.
1: Yeah, and, and sometimes that's not awful. Like sometimes yeah. you can guess things very early on and the fun is in watching them unfold. Yeah. And here, like I guess the scene where it does unfold is is okay. Yeah. It's okay, except, you know, once again once again, Eve is once over again. dramatic about everything.
0: Once again.
1: Once again.
0: Once again. Once again. Uh, I'll, I'll give this book, there were a couple scenes I did enjoy, um, and that was flashbacks that Eve was having before the whole situation happened. Yes. And it was about... What uh, happened to her family. What happened to her family, and it's really well written and done. It's mm-hmm. very artsy, I guess I want to say, and I like it.
1: Yeah, maybe. I'll, I don't know if artsy quite right, but... It,
0: but it definitely gets very descriptive. Yeah. In, in a good way, in a flavorful way, I guess you can say. It's broken
1: up in a very... Good way, I yeah. guess. It's um,
0: it's because I think for a lot of it, it's at the beginning of every chapter, isn't it? For the I most don't know if part, it's every
1: chapter, but it's yeah,
0: every once in a while. And yeah. it it was it was well done, and I enjoyed it, and it it did kind of hook me in. It kind of me, I want to know what happened. Yeah. So, um, I I definitely give book the, pro, the book props for that.
1: Yeah, and the I guess the kind of um, closing thoughts we haven't talked about, like the villain of the story, and I have a yeah. feeling there's going to be more than one because like the, yeah. Other corporations, the Dataless Technologies and biomass—they kept being brought up, but they weren't huge in this mm-hmm. book. So I think they're going to continue on with being playing a bigger part in the future of the series. Oh yeah, because I'll tell you what—the bad guy in this book, I mean, like level one. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's he's the he is definitely the level one intro boss to a video game because it's just very much. I, I don't even know how to describe it just very much I want what I want and how dare you point out my plot holes yeah you know very <laughs> and much. then you kill him and you move on to the oh the actual smart villain okay I'll go fight this guy <laughs> yeah
1: I'm kind of hoping that it's the guy that created the lifelike that he made a lifelike of himself
0: so he's out <laughs> there that would be, there. That'd be so classic that would be a huge classic trope of the reveal the end of going it's actually I am him. your father <laughs> <laughs> it would totally be an I am your father moment that would be amazing
1: I would be okay with it though. I mean it'd be very tropey. It'd be it'd be a little bit lame, but Yeah. I'm I kinda
0: want it. I would expect that chair turn with the cat a robot cat. Robot cat. Robot cat, yes. You finally come, Eve. You know, just (laughs) (laughs) It was you, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: uh, all in all, yeah, it had some interesting world setup and world building, um, but just the story, I, I couldn't get into it.
0: Story story was slow at times uh, for me because uh, I can feel about halfway through, I felt like not a whole lot had happened. Like there was there was a lot revealed kind of quickly. But at the same time, it took forever to kind of... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it.
1: it. Yeah. And I felt like it was just too tropey in all the wrong ways without taking those tropes anywhere new.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: just the main character that she's so special, even though she's not pretty, but the super hot guy loves her because (laughs) reasons. (laughs) Because reasons. I love it.
0: (laughs) And it's pretty bad when my favorite character was the dog. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not good. I liked
1: Cricket, all right. Cricket wasn't bad. Cricket was okay, especially, yeah. like, towards the end. He kind of grew on me a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It makes sense, so. And yeah.
1: just, yeah, no. Overall, not, not so good. I don't know if I'll continue with the series. I don't think I will. I don't think, think I
0: I, 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 don't think, I don't think I could without laughing at it. I mean, laughing, I don't want to say laughing at it. That's kind of harsh. But kind of going in, going, all right, I know this is going to be tropey. I know this is going to be, you know not yeah. great but uh, yeah
1: i mean i'll pay attention to what other reviewers say for the future books and then i kind of decide from there yeah. but i i think my gut instinct is telling me don't continue with this
0: yeah it kind of it kind of hits me too because i did enjoy the setup i did enjoy the world i did enjoy the idea behind the lifelike and the and, and all the different machines but if you don't have a main character and a story to hold it it's not gonna make yeah, it yeah exactly so there we go
1: exactly so that is it for lifelike by jay Kristoff. Mm-hmm. um Sadly, one that we were looking forward to by an author we like. Yeah. That just did not quite do it for us. Yeah, unfortunately, but that happens. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, so next week, we have a bit of a lull in some of the bigger releases coming yeah. out. So we're actually going to be going into the, not wayback machine, but yeah. the back in time machine. A little bit. We're going to be reading Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Ooh. We have not reviewed a Neil Gaiman book on the no. show before. Mm-mm so that'll be different i've read i haven't read neverwhere but i've read a little bit of neil gaiman's work before and at best it's been kind of okay like i haven't been in love with anything he's written Mm -hmm. but i've heard so many good things about neverwhere that i'm i'm ready to give it a chance
0: yeah i've been the same in that i I actually have never read a neil gaiman book uh, but i've heard so many different people speak of him up there with tolkien as being their inspiration Uh, for their writing or their own uh, style of what they do. He's
1: one of the biggest names in fantasy.
0: So, yeah, and and being that I've never read him, I was like, hey, let's do that because I need to, you know, have some street cred if I'm going to be a fantasy reviewer. Right,
1: (laughs) So that's our plan for next week. Woo! That's I mean, that's really all we've got, there so go. uh, give it the usual ending spiel. Uh, have you read Lifelike? Tell us what you thought. You can find us on Facebook at 2BookGeeksUNC, uh, where you can also find our Book Geeks Uncompromised Facebook group. Uh, definitely join that. Chat with us there. We're on Twitter at BookGeeksUNC. You can visit our website at BookGeeksUNC.com.
0: As well as don't forget about Audible. We do have the Audible free trial you can do mm-hmm. with one free download. Uh, Don't forget to go to audibletrial.com slash bookgeeksUNC. Helps out the show a little bit. Just shows us your love.
1: Shows us your love. Yeah. And uh, in the show notes for this, as well as in our review that will be published alongside it, there will be links to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, yes. and Book Depository. So mm-hmm. if you are still interested in reading life like experiencing it for yourself, still sounds like something that you're interested in. Yep. Think that maybe what we didn't like wouldn't bother you so much. Absolutely, give it a shot. Um, use those links, and that kind of that gives us a little bit of a commission. So help support the show. Yeah. Uh, we would appreciate it very we love much. love And that is it for this week. Woo. We will see you next week with Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Woo.
0: See you then.